The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on Crawl Call. He's been around the block, but Danny Wood is making his first appearance here in our Crawl Call neighborhood. He'll tell us all about his deeply personal new album, Look At Me. Then, a diet where you can eat all the tacos you want? Well, sort of. We'll find out all about the taco cleanse, plus a tribute to some of the musical geniuses that we've lost in the few weeks of 2016. That's what's coming up today on Crawl Call. Welcome to another episode of Kroll Call. I am your host, Dan Kroll. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. I hope that you'll give some of our past shows a spin. Check them out. I think that you'll really enjoy them. And of course, maybe you'll come back in the weeks ahead to hear what we're talking about. If you are a regular listener, well, welcome back. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And thank you to all of you out there who are braving the blizzard to listen to this show. Not that you really have to be out in the weather to listen to this show. It just sounds dramatic. Perhaps you're, you know, nestled up somewhere inside of your home watching it snow outside. Or you may be in your car and listening on your phone because you're headed to the grocery store to battle it out with a bunch of strangers to get the last loaf of bread. Don't forget the eggs and milk while you're there. I don't know what you do with those while you're in your house stranded and snowed in. I guess one makes French toast, but if you're going to do that, I think you need cinnamon. I think that you need raisin bread. I think that you need a whole bunch of other things other than just the milk, eggs, and bread. But I I guess, you know what, uh, you could probably do the French toast without cinnamon. I'm just thinking, and I'm over here drooling. I'm also thinking about coming up, we're going to be talking about the taco cleanse later in this hour To me, the taco cleanse, I'm envisioning all sorts of things of eating tacos to stay healthy, maybe different types of tacos. I don't know. I do suspect, though, that there's an asterisk or a catch to this because I once tried a chocolate chip cookie diet. Not that I'm trying to lose any weight. I just like the idea of being told that you have to eat, you know, chocolate chip cookies. This is before I was introduced to Mr. Nelson, who was a guest on our last show. I do have to say, before we move into this sort of random stream of consciousness here, I want to thank Mr. Nelson's Cookies for sending me a couple of samples of Mr. Nelson's Cookies, the chocolate chip cookies. They are 
really kind of tasty. They also weigh like 30,000 pounds a piece. These are big cookies. If you listen to the show and we're thinking, eh, you know, it's a little tiny chocolate cookie. No, I correct you. They, these are good, substantial cookies and they're very tasty. I won't tell you how many are left because, well, <laughs> that would be none. But going back to this chocolate chip cookie diet, I will tell you that that was sort of a, a gimmick. It was sort of a, a joke. It was saying, hey, if you want to eat all sorts of chocolate chip cookies, this is, you know, what's going to happen to you. I thought it sounded like a good idea. Maybe you do too. Actually, while you're listening to the show, tweet me at Curl Call Show and let me know what food you would most want to be subjected to if it were a diet, sort of your fantasy diet. I think donuts, cupcakes, and cookies would be my pretty much an idea of what I would like to be able to eat without worrying about any repercussions of any kind. Again, just my thought. Tweet at Kroll Call Show or tweet me directly at Dan J. Kroll. I will be reading along throughout the show. I'll even respond or... If I don't, it's probably because I've run to a kitchen or grocery store somewhere to get whatever it was that you suggested we have on our diets. We are also going to be talking about some of the great musical talents that we have lost so far in 2016. We are only 22 days into the year, and I feel as though we have lost some really amazing people, more than I think of years past. You know, there are years where we've lost a lot of great talents, both you know, television, movie, music, sports, otherwise. It just seems that 2016, we've been hit by a lot of really big losses so far, and it's not even the end of January. But we're going to start off the show on a much happier note, I promise. I was on assignment last week talking to our first guest. You may know him from, oh, a little group called New Kids on the Block. Now, before all of you New Kids fans chase me down with pitchforks and and torches and all sorts of other things, I'm not entirely sure if we call them NKOTB just because it sounds sort of like an updated version. You know, like a lot of rappers when they came out, they're young or little something. Then they get older and they drop it because they figure, oh my gosh, I've been in the game for 20 years. I really can't be young or whatever. So I don't know if we say New Kids on the Block and that's all right, or I don't know if we should just say NKOTB, because you know where I'm going with this. All of you out there know this. I've already given you the Twitter addresses. Tweet me, let me know which is proper and correct. For the purpose of this interview, I'm going to say New Kids on the Block because it's much easier. Danny Wood has a new album out. It's a very personal new album. It's called Look At Me. It was released last Friday, so it is available now. You can download it at your favorite music retailer. It's on iTunes. It's on Amazon. If you would like a physical copy, we'll tell you how you can also pick up a copy of a traditional CD that you can hold and put into a CD player or perhaps keep shrink-wrapped in its little plastic case and uh, keep it for a memento. I know a lot of people are, are big on that. Vinyl is big. You know, back in the day, no one worried about it. Then we sort of collected vinyl. Now vinyl is back and it's mainstream, but I digress. Let's take a listen now to my interview with Danny Wood. Hey, it's Dan. How are you? Uh, it's Danny. How are you doing? I'm pretty good, Danny. So thank you so much for taking some time out to chat with me. No problem. Uh, first thing that, you know, that I'm thinking here, I'm looking out my window, I'm here in the Northeast, you live in Miami now, I know that you've been in the Northeast for some promo stuff, do you miss the snow, do you miss the cold? Nope. 
At zero, all? zero, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I was thinking last year, uh, Boston got like uh, three thousand feet of snow. I don't know what it was. Uh, it didn't mm-hmm. melt until June or July, so not at all, just zero, huh? No, and actually, I was in Boston doing um, on a family trip, and then I had to drive back and forth to New York um, to do some work with the new kids, and. Um, in the middle of all that snow. So there was like six feet of snow, you know, snow banks out there. And I'm just looking around and the, you know, the whole city's miserable. So, you know, I live in a very, in a tropical, beautiful place. And, uh, I miss my family and friends, but the snow and the weather, no (laughs) way, man, there's no winter here. But you haven't become soft, though, have you? A lot of people I know that move to, say, like L.A. from the East Coast, they get out there and all of a sudden 50 degrees and, and, you know, they've got their parkas on and they're complaining. You haven't become soft yet, have you? Um, That's it. No, I was in New York. I was fine. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I I mean, I know when I go what to bring and what to wear. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a moron. But I'm happy. I'm happy to get home and to be back yeah. in. You know, it's like 75 today here, so that, I definitely appreciate. You know, that sounds what amazing. I have. 75. Yeah, that's that's the kind of weather that I want. But I'm not ready to move. So let's zip back in time here. 2016, 30th anniversary of the release of the eponymous New Kids on the Block album. Where does <laughs> the right. time go? I mean, 30 years. It really doesn't feel like that to me. What about for you? Um, well, if you look at that album cover, yeah, it looks like 30 years. So, yeah, it's, yeah, 30 years sounds about right to me. Yeah, just, it's crazy. And then people are posting on, uh, on Facebook, they're doing their throwback Thursdays, their flashback Fridays, and I'm seeing stuff from the t- same time era. Uh, so I can relate to the cover and think, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that was a, a time gone by. Yeah, it was a time of bad fashion bad hairdo, bad just about everything, but that record for us, you know, it was a, it was a starting point for something special. So let's talk about that, expectation-wise. Five Guys from Boston put out an album. I mean, do you ever, in your wildest dreams, surely, you know, when people put out an album, there's the dream. It's like bu- buying a Powerball ticket. You, mm-hmm. you know, dream what would be if you win the $1.5 billion. So what were your expectations when you guys put out this album in, in 86? Where did you think it would go? Um, well, we were, we had dreams of kind of what we, we were very re- realistic. We just wanted a hit record and be able to have a little money in our pockets and, and when a little money, I'm talking like a hundred bucks in my pocket and buy a, buy a scooter and be able to drive around Boston in my scooter. Buy a that was like, scooter. that was like our goal. And you know, what happened with that record is the record didn't it failed it didn't sell anything and when hanging tough was doing so well the record company reissued it and then put one of the songs off of the off of it didn't i blow your mind on a b-side i think it was a b-side to maybe maybe hanging tough it might have been and um that's how that record ended up selling like four million copies it's funny to me because I, you know, I liked the music back then. It's sort of, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's stuff that you, you relate to and you're into and you listen to. 
30 years later, it comes on like a countdown on, on Sirius when they're doing their 80s or 90s countdown. It comes on I'm like, ow, you know, this is, this is my job. I'm turning it up. Uh, a lot of the songs have somehow been able to stand the test of time. That's, that's, that's pretty hard nowadays. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and it's, it's, it's even my kids, they, you know, I have daughters that are 16 and 17 and my son is 23. They kind of recognize they're coming up in a in an age of probably n- a, not a lot of music is going to be remembered. You know what I mean? Like you have an you have you know exceptions like maybe like Adele, this song "Hello" mm-hmm. and her the whole record is I mean it's huge. So there's you know there's exceptions, but my kids are like you know this. What happened to that group? They had one hit, and what happened to this group? They you know it was the one song and. So I just think it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be hard to tell, but, you know, like a lot of that stuff from other groups in the 80s and 90s, for me, you know, that's why we've toured with a lot of them. Like we've toured with Backstreet Boys and Boys to Men and 98 Degrees and TLC and Nelly and all these people. Um, you know, we, we put on a, a festival called Mixtape Festival. We had Vanilla Ice and Salt and Pepper and we've had Naughty by Nature and you know, all these people, and it's just, you know, I think there's just something special about the 80s, you know, and it's, you know, for me, it's, one one of the stories I tell is recently I took my youngest daughter, who's 16, she doesn't like any new music, I took her to see Hall & Oates. Ooh, good. And and, And she just is like, Dad, this is a dream come true. And I'm like, okay. I love Hall and Oates. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. She's like fanatical, like Hall and Oates, Billy Joel, Elton John, the Beatles. She like, so that's one of them groups from the eighties. You know, it's it just that that music's never going to go away. It's so good. It's just never going to go away. And, um, you know, I'm glad we've had a few, we, we had a few hits, that have enabled us to, you know, still be around and still be successful. A few hits. Well, there were nine consecutive top ten hits on Billboard. It's more than a few. Yeah. Three number ones, Hanging Tough, Step by Step, and one, the first one, I'm going to admit that uh, I was singing it in the shower as I was coming up with questions for you today. I think I may have hurt myself hitting a high note. Uh, <laughs> I'll be loving you forever. Uh, yeah. I mean, these are... I mean, these are these are these are hits that uh, people even request. I, I'm not sure if any kids were uh, created with any of these songs, but these are songs that people are still requesting today. Yeah, I mean, I just that's. I, I guess I don't look at things so closely like that. So for me, it's like I don't really think you know the amount of songs we put out and you know the hits that we've had, and um, it's we're just very lucky. I mean, the great songs. Maurice Starr was a you know a great songwriter and producer at the time, and you know something went right, and you know a song like "I'll Be Loving You Forever" is you know Jordan's vocals on that, and the way he sang it is just you know he's 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 a he's a special kind of talent that's you know you don't see many white guys hitting those kind of notes these days. Yeah. From that, from someone who's putting together music for a group, totally different experience for someone to write, at least in my opinion, what feels to be incredibly deeply personal. Look at me, your new album available now. Mm -hmm. 
What was the inspiration behind the album? Well, the inspiration always, you know, and if I'm ever writing anything, um, you know, probably started back in, you know, a lot of this stuff on this record in 1999 when I lost my mother to breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've always wanted to do something in her memory and in her honor. And, you know, I started a foundation, Remember Betty, and we've raised over almost $2 million, you know, in her name. And this record is an extension of that. But it's also like now the new kids have been back together eight years. So I just, this past year, I was like, you know, I, I, you know, I travel with my guitar and I was kind of like, you know, just reflecting back on a lot of things that have happened and a lot of things that I've, you know, came through, you know, losing her, um, getting divorced and, you know, still having my kids live with me and being a full-time single dad. And, you know, I was kind of proud of a lot of that. And, you know, a lot of that shows in the music and, my mother clear, clearly is present in the music mm. and it's, it's, it's for me, it's the great way I can do a record. I can just be creative, write the record. And I'm not like out here trying to sell millions of copies or anything. I'm just trying to raise money for the foundation and, you know, have some fun while I do it. Absolutely. Just uh, with a question for that, for putting something out that is that personal, was it at all difficult to be that open um, a couple of the songs I wrote and then I kind of cut demos at home, uh, you know, like myself, I just, mm-hmm. you know, play, lay down an acoustic track and I cut, you know, record a little vocal and I'm like, I don't know about this one. It's, you know, especially look at me as one of them. Yeah. And I'm like, if I'm going to make a record, I'd, I might as well just be completely honest, you know? Like, what's the point of doing it at this point? I'm not, I don't view myself as like a solo artist. I just view myself as, you know, I'm, I'm able to do this. I'm able to make a record, you know, and have it put out and have people hear it. And so why not be honest? Because I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to a lot of the songs on the record. Uh, I, I personally think there's a, there's a lyric it it's uh, thinking if I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. That was something that, and I don't know if it was necessarily intended that way on your part, but it made me sort of reflect on losses of loved ones where I've questioned myself and wondering if I, if there was something I could have done differently to alter the the outcome. Um, so for me, that particular lyric was was surprisingly. Uh, it made me think a lot. Well, it's on it. It's it's. You, you know, when you, my mother was my best friend on top of everything. So it's a lot of the problems I've had since her passing, she'd be the one I would call. So, you know, I know I wasn't the perfect son, you know, she would say, she would definitely probably say I was, but I wasn't. <laughs> and, you know, you just, it, it, it's questioning, questioning that the years after she passed away and that song Hold on, it's kind of like, I try to tell people, like, don't don't stray away from however you feel after losing someone, even if it's pain, you know, because it brings you closer to that person. 
and that's what it, that's kind of saying. You know, I wasted a lot of time the early years after she passed thinking if I did something wrong and, you know, realizing, no, she told me everything I needed to hear. She told me everything, you know, I was there when she passed and she, she told me everything. There's, I, uh, I couldn't be luckier in that sense. You mentioned, of course, Remember Betty, the charity that was set up to honor the memory of your mom. What are some of the things that uh, are being done through Remember Betty? Um, we're, we focus on like the everyday living of someone going through treatment. There's so many other big organizations that, um, you know, focus on research and stuff that there's enough money going to that already. So we wanted to do something different and what we do is we network through the new kids fan base and if someone's getting treatment or someone's struggling, we try to bring the girls together, you know, and let them know that oh, this girl was just diagnosed. She's about to start chemo. We send gift, a gift package. We send, but practical things that they can use during their treatment. And, you know, whether it's, you know, scarves, you know, Mm -hmm. hats, you know, sometimes we try to figure out if sometimes, I mean, I've actually known some of these women, like I know their names and everything and, you know, send them a baseball hat in the package, something personal. So they know we're really thinking of them, but we have a group of girls that are in that area, bring the gift, uh, gift bag to them. And those are like the things we try to focus on. Also rides to chemo, um, some people are struggling with their bills. That's a little bit more difficult because we kind of have to be careful of, you know, mm -hmm. paying people's bills and stuff. You don't, you know, it's there's all regulations and with having a charity. So we try to stay focused on the gift, the gifting, and what we could do directly to help them through their treatment. And you'll be going on a sort of a mini tour to support the album, starting right here in Philadelphia, great space at World Cafe Live, uh, going to four total places. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to, I'm, I'm hoping that it expands with the way the, the tickets sold. I'm pretty sure it's going to because okay. now the, the shows are pretty much sold out. So I wanted to start very small because it's be me and my guitar. You know, not, it's not going to be a new kid's production. So it's going to be me and my guitar and, you know, but, you know, it'd be, it'd be a fun night. You know, I'll do a meet and greet with everyone and, you know, just have a good time. But like, you know, share this music live with them. Uh, Cause you know, I'm already seeing today, you know, since it came out today, reaction from people and people already tell me, Oh, I, w I listened to this one and it really hit home with me. And it'll be fun to share that live. I can imagine. I just made a, a brief mention that I'd be talking to you on Twitter, and my direct messages were flooded with people who <laughs> wanted to pass along messages and, yep. and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, I can imagine. That's actually going to be a really good time. Before I let you go, quick speed round. Just some random questions that have popped into my head. See what your response is to them. First one is new. Do you make New Year's resolutions? No. I always try to be better all year long. I always try to improve all year long. I don't believe in them at all. I feel the same way. Maybe it has something to do with our name. Um, <laughs> kids. The kids nowadays, you know, they've got the tablets and the iPhones and all sorts of other devices. What did you do to pass time back when you were on tour and traveling? 
Because, you know, there were no cell phones. Um, well, the group, the, actually, we had beepers, and then we had, <laughs> then we had Motorola flip phones. So oh. we, we were, like, right on the cusp of all that. You know what I mean? Like, we, we didn't at first, probably the first year. And honestly, on the bus, we played a lot of uh, Nintendo or Sega, whatever. I don't even remember what we had. Okay. The Game but, Boys and uh, the yeah, Sega. We, I can't think of what the little Sega thing was called. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we played some of that. But we spent a lot of time just chasing girls, man. You know, like trying to talk to girls and, you know, do that kind of you know stuff that, you know, guys do. <laughs> That's that's probably no surprise. Last one, the block. Would you, if you had your choice, prefer to play with Legos or Jenga? Legos. Jenga, I just always knocked it over. There was never any real I'm suspense. Not, I'm not good at it. My, my kids <laughs> always beat me. They they beat me at every game. Every game we have all them games in the mouth. They beat me at everything. We'll have to. We'll work on something. We'll come up with something that they've never heard of from back in the <laughs> '80s or '90s. That you'll, you'll stand a chance. Okay, so let everybody know what. Where do they need to go to to get more information about the album, or and where can they go on social media and everywhere to keep up with what you're doing? Well, with what I'm doing, it's uh, on Twitter. It's at Danny Wood, and Instagram. It's uh, Danny Wood Official. And also, dannywoodofficial.com is where you can get physical copies of the CD. But it's on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon. It's everywhere. But I, I, I stick to Twitter and Instagram, you know, to get the message out there. And today, there's been a lot of support. Mark Wahlberg sent out mm-hmm. a tweet. And, you know, it just, I'm, I'm part of... Uh, his water company, you know, he's this. He's one of the heads of the on the board of the Aqua Hydrate. So I'm I'm part of that company. I'm an original investor. So um, that was nice of him. Donnie's been very, very, very supportive. He was texting me all this morning, telling me be, be proud and yeah. You know, I think I'm going to end up doing maybe a solo show in the city that him and his wife live. So it's like out right outside of Chicago. So be working on that but you know that's that's basically twitter and instagram and you know dannywoodofficial.com is the website so that's also where you can get new tour dates coming hopefully fingers crossed all that all that stuff yeah but i mean at least for right now philadelphia vienna virginia new york new york and boston if there are any tickets you know, they got to go in and snap them up now as you're saying it looks like almost all of them are sold out so yeah i think the, i think except the just the virginia one was the last one that was wasn't well if there are new dates i'll make sure to pass everything along to everybody but danny thank you so much for taking some time out to chat with me i appreciate it hey thank you i appreciate it have a good day bye bye A big thank you to Danny Wood for taking some time out to chat with me. You heard about his tour. You heard about his new album, Look At Me. It is available now from iTunes, from Amazon. You can also get a physical copy by going to RememberBetty.com. We're going to take a little bit of a listen to the title track, Look At Me, and then we'll take a commercial break and be back to talk about the taco cleanse. Here is Danny Wood, Look At Me. Look at me If you can 
I'm just trying to figure out exactly who I am. Look at me once again. Do you still feel the same like you did way back then? Look at me. I say I've grown. Tell myself that it's my choice. I wanna be alone. Look at me. That's a lie. Who'll be standing next to me on the day I die? I'm too far from home. Everyone I know is gone. When will I realize? The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey, Soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? Well, for 20 years now, Soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. EverydaySoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. You can take a peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with other soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll know who slept with who, who's related to who, and of course, who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, there are exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much, much more. So whether you're watching The Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, or The Bold and the Beautiful, or if you're reflecting on some of the soaps that are no longer with us, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Now, let's get back to more of this week's Crawl Call. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's special Blizzard edition of Crawl Call. If you have not heard, and I don't know how that's entirely possible... East Coast is in the middle of a blizzard watch. They're expecting anywhere from three to 7,000 feet of snow. I don't know. But it should be an interesting show. Now, when you think about snow, you think about being stuck inside. It usually probably makes you think about food. And if you're anything like me, and it's probably better for society if you're not, but if for some reason you are, the idea of cleansing means no cupcakes, no brownie brittle, no donuts, just a glorified glass of Kool-Aid three times a day for like a week or more. And with apologies to Jake from State Farm, that sounds hideous. So what if I told you that there was a cleanse that could change your life and that all you have to do is, according to the scientists behind it, is make sure that all of your meals include at least a taco. I mean, that sounds pretty easy. I think I can do that. Well, it's called the Taco Cleanse, and it is sweeping the nation. Molly Freisinger is one of the authors of the book, The Taco Cleanse, The Tortilla-Based Diet Proven to Change Your Life. Change your life. That sounds deep. So what do you say we talked to her? Because she's here to walk us through the cleanse. Molly, welcome to Crawl Call. Hi, it's great to be here. I am so glad to have you. So with this taco cleanse, the first thing I guess I have to ask, and not in a Christopher Columbus sort of way, but when did you first discover tacos? When do you remember your first enjoyment of a taco? 
Oh, I don't think I, my memory goes back that far. I grew up in Texas, and tacos are just an everyday part of life here. Um, but it definitely, tacos really became the focus of my life when I moved to Austin about six years ago. So the many different types of tacos, and I'm wondering, you know, before we get into this, do you have one particular type that you think is your favorite? Oh, absolutely, Migas tacos, which is sort of, you know, traditionally it's scrambled eggs with tomatoes and onions and jalapeno and either corn tortilla or corn chips. But, of course, since it's a vegan taco cleanse, we make it with tofu scramble instead of eggs. This sounds like really good snowed-in weather food. I'm just thinking ahead for the folks who still have time to run out to the grocery store and pick up ingredients. Sounds like a good uh, stuck-in-the-snow kind of, of way to start your day. It is. It's really cozy to have a pot, a pot of beans simmering on the stove, I think. And a great way to warm up is to start the day with a really spicy taco. So a lot of cleanses are out there. A lot of people, you know, they start them, they get their glass of water and put in whatever that other nonsense is, and, and you know, then they're miserable and, and nasty and just <laughs> unbearable to be around for a week or so. What is different with the taco cleanse? I mean, what if you're still hungry? Is it okay to indulge in, say, another taco? It is. If you're still hungry or if you're losing weight, you're probably not eating enough tacos. Uh, this isn't a cleanse where you're going to be hungry and grumpy and, you know, looking for something good to eat that it's not there. This is a cleanse for your soul. Cleanse for your soul. I do like that. So the people who are listening and they're thinking, How old? I wonder if the taco cleanse is, is right for me. I, I guess the short answer is yes, a resounding yes. But how do you answer that if someone says that is a taco cleanse for me? I think it, you're right. It, it's right for everybody. If, if you've ever eaten food and, and wanted to be happy and eat delicious food, then the taco cleanse is for you. If you've ever been hungry, the taco cleanse is for you. I've been hungry quite often. I think I'm actually hungry now. Yeah, I, I think you need a taco. Well, uh, fortunately, you know, a little bit of show left, so we'll put that off. I want to know, I guess before I do this, because with anything, you know, you always hear consult your doctor before starting any additional, additional changes. What do I need to do to prepare, prepare for the taco cleanse? Do I need to, uh, you know, get a special gym membership? What do I need to do? The most important thing to prepare for a taco cleanse is to buy tortillas because you can't have a taco without a tortilla. So immediately go to the store and buy a big stack of tortillas or maybe even some masa and flour to make your own. But, you know, Make, making your own. I, yeah. Okay, so that actually, like, I feel like I'm engaging. That feels like exercise, which is probably even healthier for a taco cleanse. Yeah, making your own tortillas is just so easy. You think it will be difficult, but it goes really quickly. Um, corn tortillas is just masa, which is a corn flour, water, and salt. And you mix it together, and then it's cook one minute on one side and 30 seconds on the other side, and you've got a tortilla. For folks who are listening, I just want to make sure, in case you haven't quite figured it out yet, the cleanse aspect of the taco cleanse is purely satirical, but that doesn't change, by my count, three facts, Molly. First, people love tacos. That's why they're listening. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two, the book is incredibly funny. Uh, I mean, you're entitled to say yes. It's your book, but you can say <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's hilarious. It's the best thing I've ever written. Good. I won't ask the question I was going to ask, but I think people could figure out what it was going to be. But three, 
the book has some incredible recipes, 75 to be exact. And, you know, from what you're saying, it's, it's relatively either easy to make or, you know, you can add a couple of different steps to make certain things on your own. So I think that's what, I mean, there's three things. You, you can't go wrong with those three things. Mm-hmm. That's right. We want taco cleanse to be really easy for everyone. So if cooking isn't your thing, you know, make some substitutions, you know, buy pre-made tortillas or, or um, pre-roasted potatoes at the grocery store or whatever it takes. So where did the idea come for this? I mean, with the, the tongue-in-cheek, as I said, the book is called The Taco Cleanse, The Tortilla-Based Diet Proven to Change Your Life. Uh, where did you come up with this idea? Well, my co-authors and I were sitting around eating tacos and drinking margaritas, like you do, and someone said, you know, I think I've only eaten tacos all day. And someone else said, I did that same thing last week. And we realized, hey, we should do this for a whole week and see what it's like. And Stephanie said, a week, let's do it for a month, and that, that'll be a real cleanse if it's a whole month. A whole month of tacos. That, I mean, doesn't sound like the, the worst thing in the world to me. It was so much fun to do. Uh, so many of the restaurants and businesses in our town got, on, got in on it with us. Uh, one of the ice cream shops here made everybody ice cream tacos. And a bunch of places had Taco Tuesday specials or bring-your-own-tortilla specials where they put anything in a tortilla if you brought one with you. So it's like a BYOT, bring-your-own-tortilla. Yes. Yeah, you'll never be tacoless if you bring your own tortilla. Taco. Actually, trademark that. Someone will steal it on the Twitter machine. I'm, I'm claiming <laughs> it for Molly right now. That is officially their domain. Now, that being said, you know, uh, talking about the more serious side of this. Have you ever taken part in any sort of fad diets? It seems like a lot of people do. There's this um, thought that if you do one of anything, it'll go. You know, we've got South Beaches. We've got uh, all sorts of other things. But it doesn't seem like anybody's ever happy. I haven't actually done any cleanses myself, but we were, you know, doing research for the book, and we read a lot of juice cleanses and raw food diet cleanses. And we'd be sitting there knowing that this is a ridiculous thing to do, but thinking, you know, maybe I should only drink juice for a month. That'd be great. But it's not. It's, it's not great at all. <laughs> I'm with a, a little bit of editing. I just want to quickly read the foreword for the book. It kind of made me laugh. <laughs> it was written by Laura Beck of Vegan Sources. Says, Cleanses are the worst. There's socially acceptable starvation disguised as health, and that is the worst. Used largely as a tool to make women feel guilty about consuming real food and repent their eating sins. They demand you choke down lemon juice swirled with cayenne pepper in your tears so that you can lose those last five pounds. She goes on to say, screw those last five pounds. I, I don't know Laura. Uh, I've never met her, but I like the way she thinks. Screw the last five pounds. She's fabulous. <laughs> she sounds it. So, uh, actually, you know, that I'm talking about, I, you mentioned something that made me think there's a fourth reason why people should probably run out and get this book. There are important supplements for this taco diet. Um, you mentioned one of them. It is mm-hmm. the margarita. I mean, there are tons of people who will run out in the snow now to get stuff for margaritas. You know, every cleanse has supplements, and ours is no different. We highly encourage you to supplement with margaritas, especially if you're on the full fuego 30-day cleanse. And what is it? Tell me about this, the full 30-day cleanse. I mean, it's, it's, it sounds, again, sounds, sounds relatively easy. Uh, it's, there's different levels. You can start off with just a day or a week, or you can go full fuego, which is a whole month of tacos for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
and the four of us authors actually have done this, and it was it's it will change your life, like we say in the title. Um, you know, you just it's not possible to get sick of tacos. We discovered. You know, listening to you, and as it is sort of what you do on a radio show, and I know that the folks out there who are listening to the show are, are doing this. You sound like a very happy, nice, wonderful person. So, I mean, you're, you're selling, you're doing a good idea. If you're trying to convince people that tacos can change your life, I mean, you are like the spokesperson for this. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think eating tacos make people happy. I think you think about maybe the tacos that you ate in your school cafeteria when you were a kid or going yes. out with your family or just Taco Tuesday, but tacos make people happy. I will say I am of the age where tacos were not sort of everywhere around us. And when they served tacos, it was usually every other week in the school cafeteria. It was a big deal because there wasn't a Taco Bell or some place that you could run and, and get a taco. So, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm conjuring up some really, really fun childhood memories. You know, they used to sell tortillas in cans because you couldn't get them at the grocery store. So they'd put them in cans like they do with, you know, beans or tomatoes. Stop these stories, really, but tell me more. In cans. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. I need someone out there. There's everything on the internet. While you're out there, tweet at Crow Call Show. Send us a picture of tortillas in a can. I'd like to see it. Uh, I do want to point out that the recipes in the Taco Cleanse are all vegan. Now, for some, I'll admit that I may fall into this category. The idea of vegan sounds sort of scary at times. I think, oh my God, you're taking away my meat. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to survive. But they're looking through the book, there were really different levels of that. There were like entry-level things with um, sweet potato fries, and then there were other things that I consider to be more hardcore. Um, I like that idea that it's, it's, there's a little something for everybody. Yeah, I think people have an idea of vegan food as being really scary, but we think it's actually a lot of fun. I mean, tacos are fun. They kind of are. So if you had your way, just as a hypothetical, mm-hmm. what would be the next food that you would study for another cleanse? I mean, what follows tacos? I'm thinking, you know, I'm praying for donuts and cupcakes and uh, something like that. But would you love another cleanse of this type? We've actually been talking about this a little bit. We think the next one needs to be the gluten cleanse, where we eat gluten at every meal. <laughs> I like this. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry for the folks out there who wouldn't be able to partake in this, but the gluten cleanse sounds amazing. Yeah, we're Mm. excited about it. I think I may uh, start tomorrow with some French toast while I'm stuck in the snow. That is a great idea. Oh, I'm I'm loving this. Uh, I can do maybe a gluten cleanse by day and a taco cleanse by night. Uh, That might be a little too advanced for me, though. I'm not entirely sure. You might just stick to one at a time. Okay. I think that might be for the, the best for my sanity and everyone who's stuck in the house with me during the snowstorm. But before <laughs> anyone does anything, let's make sure that folks know where they can pick up a copy of the book, how they can follow along on social media, where they can get all the details of the taco cleanse. Well, unfortunately, the book is sold out at a lot of places. Um, I know online Books A Million still has copies, and a lot of local bookstores do. But we have our elves making new copies really quickly, so you can still order from Amazon, and they'll send you a copy as soon as they have it. Is there, uh, if they can't, if they can't wait, is there an electronic version that they can maybe download? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's available for Kindle or whatever other ebook that you have, um, wherever that, you usually buy those. Okay, that sounds like a plan. I also want to let folks know that 
the book, in addition to all of the things that I said, where, you know, that it, it's funny, there are recipes, there are even pictures. Um, who has the, who's the gentleman with the great beard? Is that Wes? That is Wes. Look what a taco can do for your hair. He grows a magnificent, magnificent beard. Forget, forget your vitamins. Uh, folks, you need to pick up the books. So you can actually see a copy of that. Uh, I wanted, this surprised me. You know, I, I thought that I did well in school, Molly, but this proved otherwise. Tacos have been quoted by some of the great figures in history. Uh, Confucius said, every taco has beauty, but not everyone can see it. Uh, profoundly deep and moving. And Franklin Roosevelt said that the only thing to fear is running out of tacos. Yeah, it's surprising, but most famous people have said things about tacos that you've never heard. Hmm. Well, I mean, this is, again, it will not only change your life in, in the way that they're intending, it will change your life in terms of what you know about history. Molly, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out to hang out with me today, encouraging the uh, introduction of tacos to people's diet as if they're not already there. I, I think it's, it's something that we should all uh, pursue, more tacos. All right, thank you. We're going to take a quick break, everybody, but we'll be back with more of this week's episode of Curl Call. Stay tuned. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? Well, for 20 years now, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. EverydaySoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. You can take a peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with other soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll know who's slept with who, who's related to who, and of course, who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, there are exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much, much more. So whether you're watching The Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, or The Bold and the Beautiful, or if you're reflecting on some of the soaps that are no longer with us, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Now, let's get back to more of this week's Curl Call. Welcome back to this week's edition of Curl Call. It is the New Kids Taco Blizzard edition. That's probably too long for a hashtag because, you know, right now you only get the 140 characters on the Twitter machine. Although they're supposed to extend it to 10,000, which, quite frankly, I think is way too many. Uh, has nothing to do with today's show, but tweet me and let me know exactly how many characters you think Twitter should have. Should it be stick with the 140 because... That's what we've always had. Do we need to extend it? And if so, how many characters is too many for a tweet? I don't want to read 10,000 characters when I go on to see what people are tweeting. That's just me. Send a message at Dan J. Kroll, at Kroll Call Show. Let me know what you think about that. I am a big fan of music. That should probably come as no surprise. I know a lot of you are. We've had some really great responses to the music shows that we do here on Kroll Call. We usually you know, frame them around holidays so that you don't have to take time away from being with your family, but you can play the show in the background and everybody is jamming along to the music. In the past couple of weeks, I mean, we're only 22 days into 2016, but starting back on December 31st, New Year's Eve, we learned that 
the music world and the rest of us lost Natalie Cole. And then within the matter of a couple of weeks, we lost David Bowie and we lost Glenn Fry. These are big names in the world of music. They are folks who, I mean, have tons of hits, any that you can imagine and sing along to. And I wanted us to do a show that honors some of these great songs by folks that we've lost recently. We don't have enough time to do it today, but I did sort of put together a little bit, uh, I think it's about a five-minute clip of my favorite songs from each of those particular artists. So let's take a quick listen to that, and then we'll come back and we'll, we'll talk more about some music. So here are my three songs that I picked as my favorite from, in, I believe, order, Glenn Fry as part of the Eagles, David Bowie, and Natalie Cole. This will be 
one I've waited for This will be the first time anyone has loved me hard it was for me to pick one song from each of those folks. I will tell you that I did have backups just in case. For Glenn Fry, it was You Belong to the City. I think I remember that from an old episode of Knight Rider. I could be wrong, but I also think there was a Laura Branigan song. I'll work on that. I'll tweet that out, but pretty sure that was from Knight Rider. David Bowie, I also like Young Americans, and that was probably going to be my first choice, but changes just made me want to sing along. Just my opinion. And for Natalie Cole, if I were going to pick another song, it would be Our Love. It's a little slow for this particular show. Wanted to have some upbeat, peppy things. It did make me think, though, in the course of this, what Danny Wood was saying back in the very first segment, if you were listening back then, he was saying that his kids are commenting about a lot of the artists of today have one hit and they're gone and we will never hear from them again. The songs that I just played, Take It to the Limit was from 1975, as was This Will Be an Everlasting Love and Changes is from 1972. So you're talking songs that are older than me, not not by much. They're probably just a matter of a couple of days older than me, but still, they are songs that have stood the test of time. Also, Take It to the Limit, we didn't get to play the whole bit of the song, but there's a part in there with the high note at the end, you know, take it to the limit, please. I'm not going to try to, you know, hurt your eardrums, but I like that, please. I try to hit the high note so that I can see if I crack any mirrors or anything like that. We're going to do more of our music specials. I do want to thank everybody for tuning in today. I also want to thank my guests this week, Danny Wood and Molly Freisinger. If you need any more information about anything we've talked about on today's show, head over to CrollCall.com. It's also the place to go and listen to any of the shows that we've done. It's all completely free. You can also look on iTunes for the free podcast. Until next time, remember that the next time the phone rings, pick it up. It could be a taco or the crawl call. Have a great week, everybody. Everyone, one, one, aspires to, 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 to,